In the beginning, part one. As I am editing these notes, there's a new year about to begin. Maybe you're about to begin a new chapter in your life. Maybe you are embarking into a new relationship. Beginnings can be exciting or even quite scary. Beginnings open up doors into opportunity or they can bring new responsibilities that we feel unable to carry. The first message on the letter bet focuses on Genesis 1-1 in the beginning. For the letter bet is also used as a word which is in, I-N. This records the beginning of our universe and the creation of this beautiful planet on which we live. Bet is the second letter. Also, the pictograph is a tent separated into two compartments by a veil. When God created the physical universe, there were now two realms. The physical, now newborn, and the spiritual that had already been in existence. When we are reborn through the Holy Spirit, two worlds are brought into existence in our heart. The physical that already existed within us and the spiritual world. For we are now made alive spiritually. Galatians chapter 5 reveals that there's a war in our hearts between the two natures within us. In the beginning God, he is the creator of all that lives and exists. He is the source of everything and he is worthy of our worship. We read in Psalm 19 that the universe declares his glory. I am so much in awe of him as I gaze up at the stars or as I look out on the ocean. I know God is real for only he could have brought this wonderful universe into existence. It is complex and it cries out with every atom and every molecule that there is design behind it. There is a mathematical precision that has been compared to that found in computer programming. Many respected scientists in the world believe in a creator and their study of various sciences points to design and purpose. No accidental explosion could produce such complex life. The odds are astronomical for each event happening, never mind the basic laws of nature that tell us that neither matter or energy can just suddenly pop into existence without a source. The telescopes that receive information from space confirm the Big Bang Theory, which is that the universe had a moment of suddenly coming into existence. It also shows that all matter is spinning away from the centre of the universe. Both of these facts fit in with the truth found in scripture that God, he suddenly spoke the universe into being and that he flung it out into space. These same telescopes confirm that most of the universe is considered invisible, wow, therefore not perceived by us. Every breakthrough in physics, archaeology, chemistry and biology has confirmed that what we have read the Bible is correct. Some researchers have started their journey believing there is no God. Yeah, I don't believe in God. I think I will try and disprove this. Do you know what's happened when they've studied and actually examined the evidence and been open to the truth? They've discovered God is real. They've also, many of them, discovered that Jesus is the only way to God and come to faith in him. 
One of them was Lee Strobel. Look up his name, Lee Strobel, and see what books he's written. He came to faith as he tried to disprove the resurrection. Now he goes around the world speaking about Jesus, the resurrected Saviour. I know that God is real because he's changed my life. 40 plus years have passed since I asked Jesus to be my Saviour, so I'm heading on, getting old now. This journey has seen many ups and downs. Life's not always easy for me, believe me. But I always know God is with me and I always know he's here to help me. So many times I've asked questions in prayer. So many times I've said, Lord, what's going on here? Help me, speak to me. And so many times he's actually spoken back, given me answers that may not always have been the answers I wanted. But he's always spoken to me through his word as I've read it or through his word as others have preached it. And on many occasions when he speaks to me, it's from more than one direction to confirm that it is him speaking. God is so real. He's revealed in the universe. He's revealed in his word and he does speak to us. And he also transforms our lives so that when others look at us, they can see Jesus in us, that his light shines in us and he can speak through us to show them his love. So read Genesis 1 and read Psalm 19 and soak in those scriptures. Let them fill your mind and your heart. Then go out for a walk and look at nature and ask God to speak to you through the nature that you see through the sky, through the sunlight, through the trees, through the rain, through the wind. And ask him then as you go back to look at your Bible to through nature in examples like of a tree, do a study on trees. Whatever it is, ask God to speak to you, to your heart and through the whole idea of nature. The wind, God's Holy Spirit, the tree, Psalm 1, fruitfulness. He can speak to you. And when he speaks to you, keep a journal because that journal as you journey through life will help you and help you to grow. And then maybe you can share that with others. Helium is the second element on the periodic table. Remember I said bed is the second letter? This element was named after the sun god, Helios. But of course we know there's only one sun, the sun of righteousness, the sun of God, who can be worshipped. And it is his sunlight that in Psalm 1 the tree bathes in. And it is the water of the Holy Spirit that refreshes this tree. We are the tree. Through Jesus shining his light through the Holy Spirit filling us, we can bear fruit in season. Remember that. God loves you. God speaks to you. And wow, he can speak to you. Nature declares the glory of God and the processes by which nature provides our very life all declare who God is. The Holy Spirit is fire. He's breath of life. He, he's the water and Jesus is the light. Worship this God who speaks through nature. Worship this God who declares that he is real through nature. Worship this God who speaks to us through his word. There's so much in nature and daily life that is referred to in the Bible. And even Jesus used those illustrations as he spoke. And Jeremiah too, he was led to the potter's house in chapter 18 and God spoke to him. Now, I want you in your journal to write down your testimony. How did you meet God? Why did you trust in God? And how's your life changed? Keep this written down and have it always ready because when others come to you and ask you why you believe in God, you can share 
what God has spoken to you. You can also share what God has done in your testimony, in your walk with him. In John 1.1 we read that Jesus is the eternal word of God. And again, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. Through him was nothing made that was made. Once again, in the beginning, Jesus the Messiah is the word of God. So much we can find in the book of Isaiah about him. Isaiah 61 is read again in Luke 4. Matthew's gospel speaks so much about Jesus the Messiah. There's so much to learn in God's word about Jesus. And the more we get to know Jesus, just like Paul in Philippians chapter 3, the more he can change us and transform us. And the more we get to know him, the more he transforms us. The more we are certain that he is real. And the more our testimony can grow and we can speak to others. So remember, in the beginning, in the beginning is God, in the beginning the word. And the two worlds created in your life. May you always be filled with his Holy Spirit and know that even when you do give in to the other world, the flesh, that he loves you and will forgive you. In the beginning, the God who's in you, the God who loves you, the God who speaks to you and the God who speaks through your life. Thank you.